you can have 270 events, but because it's got the prefix event, you know the category of the tag, that's point one. Point two, by having the prefix, it forces you to think about what you're doing with this person. Are you tagging them for an event? Or are you tagging them for a topic they're interested in? Or are you tagging them for a purchase decision they made? What is it? Yeah, exactly right. Hey, it's Seth Godin from Akimbo.com, and you're listening to Ash Roy from Productive Insights. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.productiveinsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hello there. This is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com with a quick message for you. If you'd like to grow your business profitably and fast, head over to getmetodone.com where you can learn more about the Productive Insights membership program, which is designed to help you grow your business profitably and fast. We help you get clear on your target audience and create an irresistible offer around the specific problem that you solve for your audience. Once we've established an offer that's a good fit for your audience, we then help you to scale your business using marketing automation, which means you spend less time working and more time enjoying the fruits of your labor. If you'd like to learn more, head over to getmetodone.com right now and take that first step towards your business success and your time freedom. I hope you enjoy this episode and get a ton of value from it. I look forward to seeing you at getmetodone.com. Welcome back to the Productive Insights Podcast. This is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com and the host of the Productive Insights Podcast. I'm very excited to have Barry Moore back on the podcast. In the last episode, which was the first part of this two-part conversation, we talked about how to create an offer and get cash in your bank within seven days, especially for people who find themselves in a very difficult situation in this coronapocalypse environment, as you described it. Today, we are going to talk about how to use a tagging strategy to create a system that allows you to make targeted offers and propositions to people depending on how they interact with your emails. So Barry is going to share with us this phenomenal tagging strategy he's got. It's simple, but it's profound. So Barry, welcome to the show and Let's have it, man. All right. Thanks, Ash. So we were talking a little bit on the last one about, and there's a famous quote from Bill Gates. I can't remember it exactly, but it just basically says, you know, automation is just amplification. You know, amplifying amplifying a good process is great. But if you amplify a terrible process, all you, you know, a chaotic process, all you get is more chaos, right? So automation in and of itself is not the answer to anything. You still need the process, right? So we talked about all that stuff we talked about last time basically boils down to the fact that, you know, if you're trying to sell something, you've got people, products, and process, right? Those are the three things that you need to talk about if you want to have sustainable business that that is scalable, right? So we talked about finding your audience to sell them. You know, you can't sell something if you don't have an audience. So we talked about the product and the people have to meet. And where the product and the people meet is where you put the process, if that makes sense, right? You have, you're guiding the people to the product. Mm-hmm. So not everybody that comes to you will be interested in what you have to sell. So we're trying, the automation process is we're trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. So who are the most engaged, 
most interested people away from the people who aren't necessarily so because those people are going to respond much better to any offer that we put in front of them or how do we know what the right time to put an offer in front of them is right so imagine you went to i like to use real world examples because most people can can relate to that let's say you've gone to a networking event right and there's a hundred people there and you walked around trying to sell your services to those 100 people. Well, not all 100 people are going to be interested, right? So you're going to wait a lot of time talking to a bunch of people who aren't interested. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a spotlight in the ceiling that shone a really bright light on the five people in the audience that were interested in what you had to sell, right? That's what marketing automation does for you. It tells you who the most receptive people are to your offer and when they're the most receptive, right? Yes, now that's another important point, the buying window. So it tells you when they're most receptive because they're not always going to be receptive to your offer. Exactly right. So every customer has a customer journey and, and there's a lot of people that talk about this, but whatever you're trying to sell them, it's usually not the product that they're buying. It's the outcome of having that product or the potential outcome of having that product that you're actually selling, right? People don't buy a car typically because it has good gas mileage and it's, you know, they buy because it's going to make them feel a certain way. It's going to make them feel sexy or it's going to make them feel tough or it's going to make them feel, you know, outdoorsy or whatever. Like how many people buy four wheel drives and never take them off the concrete, right? Because, but it makes them feel a certain way, right? I own a Jeep. I own a Jeep, so I'm cool and I'm tough, even though it's never had any dirt on it ever. So that customer journey is taking them from one state to another, right? And, and you use the automation and the tags, which we'll talk about in a second to track that state, right? So, are they aware of your product? If they are aware of your product, are they responding to your marketing? If they're responding to your marketing, what are they interested in? Which which particular topic or which particular product are they interested in and how interested in them? Have they, have they looked at your sales page once in the last 60 days or five times in the last 60 days, right? Those two people are not created equal, right? The one that's looked at that five times is much more warm, much more receptive, much more likely to buy, right? But clearly they're displaying a behavior and the behavior is that they're interested in your product. They haven't bought it yet. So there's some objection that they have there yet. So, for example, if they've looked at my landing page five times, but they don't have a purchase tag, which means they bought it, they haven't bought it, but they've looked at it for five times. They must have some. So let's fire off an automation that starts object us identifying common objections and, and talking to common objections that people have. And then sending them some testimonials about what great results other people got from that particular product and addressing any objections they might have. And maybe at the very end game, it sends me, that automation also sends me a personal email that says, hey, Ash has looked at this thing five times, but he hasn't bought it. How about you pick up the phone and call him? Or how about you send him a personal email, right? But I've identified that one person out of 100 that's super interested in, in that particular product, right? And I might have three or four product, products I sell, or five or 10 products I sell, but I know you are all of a sudden interested in, you know, I, like, I used to like to use travel agent examples because I used to work for uh, a large travel agency company and they're e running in their e-commerce, but um, that's probably not a great example at the moment. <laughs> but, you know, I know that you're super interested in Fiji, but you haven't bought the Fiji package yet. Why not? Well, maybe you're concerned about how you get there, visas, or, or, or you know what the what it's really like. Is it good enough for kids? Or what? What do you? So once I know you're interested in that, I can start addressing those objections and, and try and close that sale. The automation allows me to know when's the when's the right time to reach out to you instead of just like you know you've signed up for my PDF and all of a sudden I pick up the phone and call you. You'd be like ho ho hey ho ho stop you know. But if I've got my credit card out and I'm just not sure if I want to buy that product, then all of a sudden I get an email from you. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm receptive. 
to your to your message now. Yeah, as Ryan Dice said in episode 170, he said, you don't go up to a girl in a bar and say, hey, do you want to come back home the first time you see her? There may be a time when you have that conversation, but it's not the first time you see her. He used the dating analogy, a lot of marketers do. That's a very important point. So we need to know where in the process we are in terms of the business courting process we are. And we need to follow those protocols. They're there for a reason. Exactly right. So, you know, that might work if you just went up to everyone and said, hey, you, do you want, to, you want to go home? 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 But you got to hit a lot of people before one's going to And you got to probably get hit by a lot of people as well. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so to loop that back to tagging, right? Every customer has a journey through your business. Some don't make it from end to end. Some will drop off. But we want to identify that journey. First of all, you want to identify the people. So I would say, who are the people that you think that your product is for, right? So you would sit down and create a couple of customer avatars that says, right, the person who's really going to respond the best to this product or has done so in the past is this kind of person, right? And then now that you've got that customer avatar set up, you know who you're talking to, makes it a lot easier for you to come up with the messaging for those people, the emails for those people, and the web pages for those people, et cetera. Right? And then we want to map out the process. So what is the process of taking them from A to B, that customer journey? Where are they now and what's the end result? We're trying to get them, you know, start with the end of month. And then we map, we, we look at the critical juncture points along that process. And that should be pretty easy. Like I just do this on a piece of paper. Like I don't have any fancy tools. I just have a moleskin notebook or a big butcher paper I could show you on the wall. <laughs> you probably won't like this one because it looks a little bit too complex, but literally. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. That is me mapping out a couple of funnels, right? So, you know, the first place they're going to go is here. And then point A, there's a junction point. And that junction point usually is a customer decision of some sort, right? And the people are going to fall into three camps. They're going to fall into the yes camp. Yes, I, I, want to, I want to continue down this path. You know, think of it as one of those, uh, what are those adventure books, you know, where it says turn to page 98, right? Yep. Build your own adventure. So people are going to fall into three camps. And we have to have messaging for all those three camps, right? So they're either going to fall into the yes camp. Yes, they want to take the next step. They're going to fall into the no camp. No, this is not for me. Yeah. Or they're going to fall into the not right now camp. Right. I'm not saying no to your offer, but it's probably not the right time. Gotcha. Yep. So, for example, just before the Corona apocalypse hit, I was about to buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I was well down that road and I was well into the S camp. But you bought a plane instead? No, no, not yet. But the guy comes back to me and he's like, so where are we? I'm like, you know, we might just press pause on this whole car thing until we're at the we figure out what's going on in this corona apocalypse. So, you know, I kind of manually put myself into the not not now camp. But it's not a no. It's not a hard no. Like, it's just not the right time, right? So you need to have, basically, the automations need to branch off into three different directions. The yes branch, the no branch, and the not right now branch, right? So, and, and you have those at every single juncture in the kind of the decision-making process. So to loop that back to tags, tags is the way we keep track of what's going on in that system. So are you familiar with Pachinko? No. It's like a Japanese kind of pinball game where you, you put a, like a steel ball bearing in the top and there's a bunch of pegs and it just kind of bounces. The oh, ball bounces yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've it's, seen that. Yes. And then it ends up down at the bottom in one of these things. Well, that's kind of what the automation is, right? It's bouncing people around and they end up in certain buckets down at the bottom. But the way we keep track of that journey is with tags, right? So the tags tell me where you are in the journey, what you've done so far, what you're likely to be receptive to in the future. And then I can use those tags to segment my audience, right? Here's all the people that looked at Fiji. So if I have a special for Fiji, they're going to be the most receptive. And I'm going to send it to them. I'm not going to send it to the people that were looking at Europe because they're probably not really receptive to going to Fiji, right? 
And then it will also tell me when, like we already talked about. So have this person, person's looked at the, the package deal for Fiji five times. Boom, let's send them some more messaging about Fiji or let's pick up the phone and call them or let's do something. It's those tags that tell me that. So I break the tags down into a number of different things, basically event-based tags. So event-based tags might be the fact that someone has done a certain thing on my website. They've downloaded a certain PDF, right? They've looked at a certain web page. They've filled out a certain form. They've unsubscribed or they've clicked on a particular link, right? So the cool thing about active campaigns, it tracks everything from a user behaviors perspective. The bad thing is it's a little bit creepy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, what I particularly love about your tags is, I don't know if I'm using the right term here, but it's a nomenclature, it's the prefixes, simple but profound. So can you just talk to us a little bit about that? So you want these tags to identify somebody. So for example, if you're interested in Fiji, that you looked at the Fiji landing page three times, I'll put a tag on you that says you're interested in Fiji. Or if I'm a personal trainer and you've been looking at running running articles on my blog, I might tag you with, let me know you're interested in running, right? So if I have a seminar or workshop or there's a race coming up, I know you're the one I need to talk to, right? So if you just make up the tags as you go along, I guarantee it will look like a dumpster fire in no time, right? And you, one, you're not going to be able to six months later figure out what they were. And if you have other team members, the other team members are going to figure out. So I break them into categories, right? So the nomenclature is exactly what you said, right? So all the event tags will have an event prefix. It'll say event landing page visited, event PDF download, event attended seminar or event attended webinar June 2015. And Barry, what I love about this though is because you prefix it with the word event, you can have 270 events, but because it's got the prefix event, you know the category of the tag. That's point one. Point two, by having the prefix, it forces you to think about what you're doing with this person. Are you tagging them for an event? Or are you tagging them for a topic they're interested in? Or are you tagging them for a purchase decision they made? What is it? Yeah, exactly right. And so to your point, we have topic tags, right? Or I use topic tags. You might say topic running or topic Fiji or topic Europe or topic island getaways or something like that. So I know that I know what you're interested in. I know what topics you're interested in, right? And then that allows you, if you want to put together an offer for everyone who's interested in island getaways, all I need to do is go into my system and filter all my contacts by who has the topic island getaway tag. Here's 100 people, right? So if I need a little bit extra cash, I put together an offer for people who are interested in island holidays. I go and send that out to the 100 straight away see what kind of res response I get from them. And then I can decide whether I want to continue with that offer and give it to other people who might not be as interested, but it still might convert or, you know, tweak the offer or whatever. So there's event tags, there's, there's lead magnet tags. So I can see every lead magnet that everyone's downloaded. So if you have a, an online business where you're giving away PDFs or free courses or whatever it is, I want to know every lead magnet you've downloaded because that's telling you, telling me your behavior and what you're interested in. So you know, lead magnet downloaded our running guide or lead magnet downloaded the top 10 things to do in Fiji or took an online course on how to drive trucks, right? So I have lead magnet tags, I have event tags, I have topic tags, I have status tags. It tells me a status, like your status, you're a customer or you're not a customer or status, you're a lead for a particular product, status lead for Fiji or status customer. Or if you're a repeat buyer and you have a customer lifetime value that's above a certain threshold, 
status VIP, right? Status VIP tags, it tells me who my most engaged customer, who are my brand champions, who are the people that buy from me all the time, right? So if I have a status VIP tag, I might put together special offers for them. Or when someone goes above the threshold that makes them a VIP, let's say 100 lead points or whatever you want to say, once they tick over and they get that status VIP tag, sends me an email, system sends me an email and says, hey, Ash has just uh, tipped over the VIP threshold. Let's send him something special. Let's send him a special gift or call him up or give him an extra hour of consulting or whatever. Because those people are going to be your brand champions that go around telling everybody else how awesome you are, right? So you might want to treat them a little bit special. In Active Campaign, you can do lead scoring to achieve this as well. You can. You can. They have a lead scoring feature in some of their uh, their higher plans, but you know, they probably don't want me to tell you this, but you can kind of roll your own solution inside of Active Campaign yourself, even on the lower plans as well. But wouldn't it be great, right? If you had a list of 5,000, 10,000 people, if you knew who the top 100 were, right? That's what tags can do for you. It's that spotlight in the ceiling that shows you who the, the most receptive people are. So it's really important that you think about the customer journey first. And once you've got the customer journey kind of mapped out, that you go through these tags and create these tags before you start, right? What are my event tags going to be? What events am I trying to drive these people to? You know, it's, it's a terrible analogy to use, but you think about cowboys driving cattle, right? You're trying to get everybody, trying to get everybody into the corral of buying your product or being part of your membership or showing up at your event, right? You're trying to drive everybody that way. Now some strays are going to go up this way and that way, but what events are we trying to drive them to that are going to turn them into customers? How far along the journey are they on their step one or are they in step 10 of the journey, right? So the tags will tell you that. So you have all these tags ready to go before you even open Active Campaign, before you even look at the tool. You can, I do it in a spreadsheet. I do it in an Excel spreadsheet. I go, right, this is the tag. This is what it means. This is when I'm going to use it. And I give that spreadsheet away for free for people, anybody who wants. And you have an excellent tagging ninja guide. How do our listeners get hold of that? You can just go to theactivemarketer.com forward slash tagging guide. It breaks down everything we just talked about. It gives you access to that free spreadsheet. And there's also a free tagging mini course uh, on the site as well. You can take a video course. If you're not a reader, there's a free video. I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode. And if you want to find the episode, just go to ProductiveInsights.com and type in Barry Moore in the search bar. That's M-O-O-R-E. Speaking of driving people towards an offer, I'm going to make a shameless plug here and say this episode is brought to you by <laughs> the Productive Insights Membership Program. So I'm trying to drive you right now to go to getmetodone.com where you can find out more about that. So we drive them towards the offer and we get the people to put their hand up, get the people to self-select the ones that are interested and that are in the buying window. Correct. Right. And then we make those people targeted offers. Correct. And then once they have taken that offer up or yes, no, or not now, right? If they've taken that offer up, then the tags are going to tell me that and we're going to put them into an onboarding sequence, right? And that I have a free onboarding sequence people can get as well over at the blog. But that onboarding sequence will do a number of things for you, right? It'll set the expectations for what the customer is about to go through, what, what they're about to get, what they're about to do, what, they're, what they've just paid for, which is going to, it's going to help them be in the right mindset, as we talked about earlier. It's going to head off any kind of chargebacks and refunds because people had different expectations of what's happening next. So we want to set expectations. Then we want to give them some quick wins. So the best thing you can do with somebody who's just bought a product from you is get them a win straight away, right? That starts that magic of momentum that we talked about before, right? Once you get your first win, you're hungry for your second one and your third one and your fourth one and your fifth one, right? Uh, how many times I've done it, I'm going to say I've done it. How many times have you bought a product and then never opened the thing? Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's great for whoever sold it to you. They've got your money and they didn't have to deliver anything. But you know what? You probably won't buy anything else from them either. That's right. They haven't shown you what they can do for you, right? You, they, you haven't had the opportunity to actually get the result that you wanted, so you're not going to be looking for any other results. So getting somebody results is really good for you because they'll come back and be a repeat customer, right? So you want to get them started and getting results straight away. Then you want to tell them common pitfalls, right? So common pitfalls head off, stop them from making mistakes, which is the altruistic thing. But the slightly less altruistic thing is it reduces calls and tickets to your help desk system, right? If I tell you what the common mistakes are up front, you won't make them, right? Then part of that automation will also be checking in with them, right? So you bought this thing from me a week or two weeks ago. I'm going to get an alert and I'm going to reach out to you personally and say, hey, Ash, you bought my you know, membership program. Get me to done. How are you doing? Is there anything I can help out? Have you stumbling blocks? Have you, have you gotten started? If you haven't gotten started, why not? How can I help you get the result you want, right? And then you know maybe three or four weeks later, I ask or whatever, whenever we get the result, that sequence is going to automatically ask you for a referral or a testimonial or something like that, right? Uh, because the testimonials become powerful things to sell the, the product in the first place, right? If you go to my, go look at my active campaign course, there's like a gazillion testimonials, one from you, I believe as well, a gazillion testimonials there. If someone's not convinced by 55 star testimonials going past, I don't know, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> But, you know, I had to ask for those. It's not like I had to get them, right? So don't forget about that as well. So that's what happens on the S branch. What happens on the no branch is, you know, I'll put them into a long-term nurture sequence. You may have said no, but you'd have it unsubscribe. So maybe I'm just not putting the right thing in front of them. So I'm going to go back and look through their tags and try and figure out what the right thing is. Um, and then the not no thing of the not no branch, which is, hey, um, they were interested in this product, not, uh, now it's not the right time. So I might keep them in a nurture program that tells them more about that or offers them similar programs. Or maybe I have a program that's at a slightly reduced price or something like that or a different payment plan or something that's going to get them past common objections. Right? And so the tags are going to help me do that, branch those people into the appropriate things. Cool. Okay, so let's wrap this one up. Key insights and action steps. So for me, I've been taking notes as I always do. You talked about people, products and process and you explained how process connects the people to the products. I really like that. You want to get clear on who's interested in your product. You effectively get them to put their hand up by tagging them. And what you may or may not have mentioned is within Active Campaign and probably a lot of these bits of software, when someone clicks on a certain link on one of your emails, you can automatically tag them in the background. This is a slightly creepy part. But as long as you don't use it for evil, it is, in my opinion, a good thing. So if someone's clicked on certain links or they've gone to certain pages, which you can do via site tracking, you can tag them with an active campaign automatically. And then based on what behaviors they've shown, you can send them targeted offers at the right time in their buying window. Start with the end in mind. And you said you want to try and divide people into three camps and I believe you use this in most parts of your automations. You got the yes camp, the not right now camp and the no camp and you have messaging for each one of those three. We also talked about tags and prefixes so you might have event colon Fiji retreat. You might event colon I was going to say rock concert but they don't happen anymore these days. Um, <laughs> you get the idea or someone purchased something purchase colon membership membership program. And then you talked about creating onboarding sequences where you set certain expectations. Great episode with co-founder of Digital Marketer, episode 171, Richard Lindner. He talked really well about onboarding sequences and I recommend you check that out, productiveinsights.com forward slash 171. And then you talked about the importance of 
getting people to understand the quick wins, help them to get some results. That's what the quick wins are about, so that you build a stronger brand and you get them an actual result. And the tell them common pitfalls is obviously you don't want them to step in the potholes, but you also don't want too many calls coming into your call center and burdening your infrastructure. Any other thoughts or ideas? Now, just make sure you, you're pretty clear on what that customer journey is that you're trying to take people on, and that will help you design that process that you're trying to, you know, for lack of a better term, herd people through or guide people through. Yeah, and episode 170 is really a masterclass on building a good customer value journey. Ryan Dice revealed all that digital marketer does in terms of building a customer journey, so I recommend check that out, productiveinsights.com forward slash 170. If you're listening to this on the iTunes channel, please check out the YouTube version. The YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Productive Insights. There'll be links to the various things we talked about in the show notes. And Barry, how do people find out more about you if they want to? Easiest way is just to head to theactivemarketer.com. It's all there. Thanks for being on, Ro. And I look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Cheers. Always a pleasure, Ash. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 